Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And happy Mother's Day. Well, let's break down the Ahmad Aubrey jogging shooting in Georgia and also the Damon Shepard mob attack in North Carolina. I don't know if not, a lot of people have heard about that. We're going to talk about that. Also going to talk about businesses reopening and also West Birch McKenzie Kelly and tell you what that's all about. And, and also there's going to be a surprise guest and some other stories that we're going to talk about this hour. But first, I want to talk to you about this Ahmad Aubrey jogging shooting that took place in Georgia. Now, there's I need for everyone to remove feelings from this conversation. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about what you felt. I don't care about what you think. I don't care about any of that stuff. Let's talk about what the law says, and let's break that down. That's what I want to discuss. All right, so let's take it from the, uh, the standpoint of apparently uh, these two gentlemen uh, that saw, uh, and I can't even think of their name. What are their names, Zach? The, the, the father and son, McMichaels? Michael, you're muted. The McMichaels. Yeah, the McMichaels. Father right, and son, so, Travis and uh, McMichael. McMichael. All right, so we have the father and son, McMichaels, that actually see uh, Ahmad. I guess his last name is Arbery, uh, who they think is the person that's going in and out of homes that are under construction that are possibly stealing things. So let's think about what does the law say? And let's take it from the standpoint of Texas. And I'm not going to talk about Georgia, but I'm going to talk about the Texas law because I want you guys to understand this. So if you think that someone is committing burglary, okay, burglary, that means that they're attempting to enter or they enter a building or habitation, you can use force to force to stop them. Now, that means that anything that protrudes from their body, they're trying to break in, they're trying to you know, pry a window open, they're trying to uh, pick the lock on the door, they're attempting to enter a home or habitation. Or you enter that home or habitation and the door's unlocked, and you're committing a theft. 
So the doors unlock you committing the theft, then you can use force, daily force to stop them if you see this. Now, you come across someone, let's say you're driving home one day, and you're pu- you pull up in your driveway or you see this in the neighbor's yard, maybe uh, the neighbor's yard across the street, and you see someone come out of your neighbor's home or your home, uh, and they're com- you know, and looks like they're taking something with them. Then you can use force, daily force, to recover that property immediately after in fresh pursuit. So the question is going to be, is did um, Mr. Arbery, when he went into the construction home there to, to look around, did he take anything? Since he walked in, it was unlocked, it was open, did he take anything? And if he did, were they trying to recover the property that he took? That is a question that's going to have to be answered by a judge and a jury. Now, let's, let's move forward. Okay, so now this guy is jogging down the street, and the, the McMichaels, you know, decide they're going to apprehend him because they, I don't know what their thought was, their process was, what they said, what statements that they said. Because you got to remember, you have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Everything that you say is going to be recorded to that officer's uniform that goes back to the vehicle, and that's going to be used against you in court. So depending on what they said, I'm not sure what what statements they give. I don't have that information in front of me, but they see this gentleman running down the street, and they decide they're going to apprehend him. The thing is, the only way they can apprehend him if they think that they're trying to recover some property that they saw him steal immediately after in fresh pursuit. If they saw him take something by going into that, that home and coming out of that home and running down the street with it, then they can apprehend him. If they did not, they don't see anything, he doesn't have anything, they're not justified using force, a deadly force, to stop him. Now, here I am, I'm the jogger. Let's take it from a different standpoint. I'm the person that decides to, you know, I'm jogging in my neighborhood, and I'm looking around, I'm checking some homes out, and, you know, I'm seeing, oh, man, that's a nice home. Oh, that's really nice. Okay, okay. and then I move along. I'm jogging down the street, all of a sudden someone's following me. They're chasing me. I try to change directions. I go the other way. They're still chasing me, and then they, they're stopped in front of me as I'm jogging up the road. I go to the left. They're there. I go to the right. They're there. I go around them. Then you know they're trying to attack me, and if I reason believe that this person is trying to kill me, the law says if, it, if it's aggravated, if you reason believe it's aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, Aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery, then you're justified using force or deadly force to stop that person. So it's not about is this person pushing me. It's not about if they're shoving me. It's not about they're hitting me. It's about do I feel, do I get the interpretation this person is trying to kill me, then I can use force or deadly force to stop them. So if he felt that, then he would have been justified to use force or deadly force to stop them um, by them doing whatever they did if he felt that they were trying to kill him. Now… What you have to ask yourself is, you know, what they were trying to do was it? Um, now I'm looking at this from the Texas law, not the Georgia law. You know, was it, you know, unlawful restraint? You know, were they trying to detain this person unlawfully? You know, that's another way of looking at it as well. So this is all this stuff here is going to be stuff that's going to be have to decided by the grand jury whenever they get a chance to look at it, and also when this case and if this case does go to court. Like I said, you got to remove feelings. Don't care about your feelings. I don't care about, you know, that you know, honestly, someone died. It is what it is. I look at the case by looking at the case. And I look at the facts of the case. So look at it that way. Look at the law 
and get get rid of the feelings and let's get all these emotions out of it. Let's talk, you know, don't stop talking about black and white and all this other kind of stuff. I look at the feelings because me, I remove color from it. The way I remove color from it is I carry a black gun. I carry two of them. And if I think that someone's chasing me or I think that someone is going through my neighborhood and trying to break into homes in my neighborhood, I can either take the option of contacting the police, which is what I would do. I'm not going to get involved in a situation that I have no knowledge of. I'm not a one-armed security team trained to clear entire building. I carry a gun for my personal protection and to protection of my family. My job is not to patrol the entire neighborhood and pretend that I'm a security officer for the entire neighborhood. What I will do is I will be a good witness. I will get the information. I will get the, the person's description, what color clothing that they're wearing, um, which direction that they're going, what color shoes, color pants, all that stuff and call 911 and report that information to the police and be a good witness. I will out my cell phone. I will take a nice good picture so there's no discrepancy on what this person looks like and report it to the police. That is how I handle that situation. So you have to think about that. Do you want to jump in the middle of something and get involved? If not, then I hope you have Texas and U.S. Law Shield uh, because you're going to need an attorney because it's going to be 15 grand for you to defend yourself just before the grand jury. That's how I look at this case. And then also with the situation in North Carolina, there is never any justification for a sheriff off-duty and a mob of individuals to take the law into their own hands to decide to go and apprehend someone, yank them out of their home, drag them into the street because you think that they assaulted a female. Turned out they were at the wrong house. If you ever come to my house, you come to the wrong house, you think you're going to apprehend me because you think that I did something wrong, I guarantee you you're going to have 250 rounds coming downrange at you. I don't play that. Don't accidentally go to the wrong house. Do not take the law into your own hands because something will definitely happen. It's not going to be the result that you're expecting. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Chloe on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk 1370. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back, and we're talking about a whole bunch today. We're going to talk about some things that have gone on around the world, things going around this uh, Texas, as a matter of fact. Uh, so let's go to Zach. Man, Zach, come and talk. Hey. Hey, so uh, we have Mackenzie Kelly on the phone right now. She has her ears to the ground right now. She's been talking to a lot of small business owners here in Austin. So um, we want to get her on the phone. Are you there, Mackenzie? I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on today, y'all. Hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, not a problem. It's a great day up here in Northwest Austin. I'm sitting at Springwood Park right now watching lots of families with their kids outside playing. And I'm taking a break before I go talk with some more small business owners about how um, the shutdowns really affected them. Yeah, so you've been talking to a lot. And uh, what have you been hearing from? Yeah, a lot of owners are frustrated because they're worried about their employees not being able to earn an income or earn a living. Um, a couple of business owners have come up with very good ideas on how to still make some income and keep their businesses afloat. There's one business over here in the ETJ right next to where my district is. I'm a candidate for city council in District 6 here in Austin. And yesterday they had a brisket on the barbecue and they were selling brisket plates and beer to go, which I thought was great. I went over and supported them. While I was over there, I heard about another local bar and grill that actually was I don't want to say raided by TABC or APD, but they did show up and force them to close. Um, my understanding is that there were too many people gathered outside in the backyard on the patio. People were ordering food to go and then staying for several hours, which is not the point of getting food and beer to go. But it seems to me overall that a lot of these business owners are just eager to get themselves and their employees back to work and their businesses back open. Yeah, so you're running for city council, you said District 6? Yes, that is the far northwest part of Austin. It goes all the way up to the Cedar Park line. Okay, tell us a little bit about uh, your campaign, and uh, your platform. Yeah, basically. so we, yeah, I filed paperwork on Wednesday, my campaign treasurer appointment, and then Thursday I announced I'm ready to fight for lower property taxes, reduce regulatory burdens on Austin's business community, and I really want to push for an external city audit. I want to support our police department, our firefighters, and our EMS workers. And right now, I feel like those are things that are not really being done at City Hall. How would you feel like an external uh, audit would would happen? How would that Honestly, go? Honestly, <laughs> if it's just me pushing for the external audit, I might have a really hard time doing that. But what I want is more accountability and transparency in government. And my thoughts on having that external city audit are that if it happens, we'll find ways to reduce our spending, which in turn will make property owners pay less. Yeah, property taxes in Austin are ridiculous, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally don't own property. I'm a renter. But those property taxes, a lot of renters don't realize, are pushed into <laughs> the rent that you pay every month to live where you are. Do you think that with the government forcing businesses to shut down that people's rent should be forgiven? Honestly, that's a tough call. And right? and, pro and property taxes, to... mortgages, everything. Not just for not just for renters, for landlords as well. And and uh, so if, homeowners. If that were to happen, we would the city would 
lose money, right? So then services would probably be cut. I think that there needs to be a way for renters or property owners to have certain allowances possibly for not paying as much if they meet maybe certain requirements. But those are all hypothetical things. I don't see a problem with people applying for programs for assistance or maybe instead of paying all their property taxes at once, they pay over a course of a couple years and have those payments spread out. I know personally for me, I got laid off from my job on March 22nd and I called my bank and they allowed me extra time to make my car payment. I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, It's just looking at things from a different perspective outside the box and making sure that everyone can maintain the same quality of life that they had before everything was shut down. I think the real concern is getting people back to work because people want to work. They want to provide for their families. And that's the overwhelming message that I'm hearing from people. Gotcha. I, I mean, we've, I've, I've spoken with, a uh, number of people that are, are business owners as well. And I, I, I don't know, I, I kind of get the same vibe that they want to reopen. And some people are like, for example, Michael and I went to Pluckers the other day and they, what, have, what was the occupancy there, Michael? 25%? Yeah. So it was 25% and um, we had to stand in like a little pink box outside, you know, yeah. separated from the other parties and yep. stuff like and that. And then they, and then remember they scanned your, your forehead yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I was trying to like not. It's like don't touch me six feet. Yeah, so, I've been yeah. I've been to Pluckers yeah. twice since they reopened, and I absolutely love what they have going on there. I think they're doing the right thing. They're being safe. All of the the wait staff were wearing masks, and they had the paper menus. I mean, everybody's complying with the city's ordinances, and and the things that the city has suggested to do that I've seen. I mean, there's definitely compliance happening. I tried to get my nails done yesterday. I went to four different nail salons and they told me you had to call ahead to make an appointment. Okay, that's cool. But when I walked in, everybody was wearing face shields and properly socially distancing. I'm going to be really happy when I see us go back to whatever our new normal is here in Austin. Yeah. I actually went and got a haircut for the first time the other day. Um, and I had to call ahead and they, I don't think they were even supposed to be given haircuts. It was basically a back alley haircut. I parked behind the barber shop and did a secret knock on the back door and they let me in. I have heard about little speakeasies in the area, but you know, this isn't prohibition, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I, look, I, I, I don't, I don't think there, I don't think there should be a new normal. I think that we should just go back to the way things used to be and do that as quickly as possible because there we don't need nobody needs to be walking around with with face shields and masks and all this other stuff going on it once the once the pandemic is over you know what i mean i don't disagree with you but i will say that the pandemic at least from what i've seen has caused people's behavior to change and because of that that's what i anticipate our new normal being eventually i think face shields and face masks will be phased out i know i'm starting a new job tomorrow my employer's office they don't require us to wear face masks um it's just going to be whatever people are comfortable with and that's what we're going to have to get back to you got any other questions zach you're you're looking tent yeah about those face shields i mean uh there's conflicting evidence 
on how much they actually work and I, the yeah. adverse effects of them. The fact that basically you are recycling your own air and you are also not getting any outside pathogens into your body for your immune system to uh, do its thing and basically uh, stay on point. And so, I mean, there's good and the bad to it, especially if you're sick. Yeah, and, yeah wear it. If you're caring for somebody that's sick, wear it. But yeah, I think yeah. I mean, if, if you have family members who are at risk, wear it, you know, but that's a personal responsibility issue. And, and I very much believe in personal responsibility. Back to your point about the face mask being, you know, bad. I had heard from someone yesterday, and I don't know, I didn't go look it up or anything, but they said that you're actually recycling more carbon monoxide than actual oxygen and that you should take it off and take breaks to get actual air into your system. At this park I'm at now, no one is wearing a face mask, and there's probably 35, 40 people here. Yeah, you know what? I was at Zilker Park, uh, Zilker, maybe three weeks ago now, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, and it was a Saturday afternoon, you know, maybe like 2 p.m., and there were probably like 400 people there and not a single person was wearing a face mask maybe a couple of joggers or a, or one guy on a bike was but it nobody's paying attention to that anymore right and i think it's pretty telling when you know you're not gonna get a citation for it right the, the police aren't yeah, going to yeah. enforce that um and quite honestly our officers have so much else that they need to be concerned with right now than who's wearing a face mask and who's not I completely understand that position. Yeah, and I think like, Again, like I, think I it said goes before, back to personal responsibility. Right. I, I think also what you just said is really pertinent to this conversation as well, that there is this virus and that it's, uh, you know, a pandemic, things have been quarantined and locked down, but police officers aren't actually citing people for not wearing masks because they've got, because they've got bigger things to deal with. And I think one of those things is, you know, this, the rent, the issue with rent, where people are not allowed to work, but they're still being forced to pay their rent. I don't think that's necessarily fair. But we're talking to Mackenzie Kelly about wearing masks. We're talking about small businesses here in Austin. We're talking about her running for city council. You're listening to Come and Talk It. We'll be right back. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. And we're back. This isn't Michael, but this is Zach. And we're Gary. talking with Mackenzie Kelly and Gary and Mackenzie Kelly, who is running for Austin City Council, which we desperately need her to win so we can get a little bit of uh, sense into the group there and uh tell us who are you running against mackenzie i'm running against jimmy flanagan or as oh, i like jimmy to call him downtown flanagan. jimmy downtown jimmy <laughs> oh when is uh that election gonna be held do we know is that getting postponed it will be in november talk of that november because uh, there's talk of the heard... uh yeah, you haven't heard anything otherwise? No, and I've been in contact with the city clerk's office quite a bit. Um, they've been very, very responsive to any of my questions about anything and making sure I understand all the guidelines. And they've been wonderful working remotely. Um, it's funny because when I call them, I have to leave a message, and then they call me back from a blocked number because they're all working from their own cell phone. They're uh, staying safe and working from home, huh? Or stay home, yes. work safe. Yes, Isn't that are. what they call it? So, hey, Mackenzie, yes, I got a question you. for you here. Okay. The, the recent arrest, jailing, and then subsequent release of Shelly Luther. I'm sure you're familiar with that. And you've been talking yes. to small business owners around Austin. Have, any of, have you right. talked to any of them about what they would do in a similar situation as to what Shelley Luther was in, because she essentially was jailed for contempt of court uh, because she ripped up the, right. the court order, denied it, um, open, kept her business open. And then I believe actually the judge, Zach, if I'm wrong, the judge said she could avoid jail time by apologizing, which she refused to do. Then she was taken to jail yep. and Ken Paxton was, got her released that situation right. what are your thoughts on that and also have you talked to any other business owners in austin as to what they would do if they were in a similar situation yeah i mean what's the old adage you catch more flies with honey than vinegar right um in every contact i've ever had with police at court you know for traffic ticket or anything um i'm respectful and i think that's one of the first things that we need to think about in our interaction with people of, of power, like judges and that sort of thing. You should be respectful. So I disagree with the way that she handled herself in court. I don't think that she should have been jailed 
for opening up her business. She was trying to help her family and the families of her clients who rented booth space from her in the salon and, and all of that. I have talked with the owner of Riata Bar and Grill and his wife, um, Jason and Amy Zid, and I, I told them about what they're doing at another business here with a beer and food to go. And they said it's just too risky right now. They don't want to have to, to deal with any repercussions that might happen if they were to open earlier. Amy this morning texted me and she said, have you heard anything about Governor Abbott having a press conference about when we can finally open back up our bar and grill? And I told her, unfortunately, no, I, I don't know. And right now they're aiming to open on the 18th based on the plan that was put out. But they don't want to turn into a situation like with the other business where the police and TABC show up and they're formally shut down. They just don't want to risk it. Um, thankfully, Amy and Jason, they were wonderful. They invited me over to their house and we had a really good conversation about what reopening would look like for them. But when you get back down to it, the restaurant and bar culture is such that it's going to be really hard to socially distance. Um, yes, they can keep their capacity, you know, down to 25%, but that's still only 25% of the income yeah, that they would otherwise be able to produce. And that's not going to be able to match their operation costs and, whatnot because it's exactly. only 25 percent exactly so no so you're saying no one has um gone the route of shelly luther and is def just basically defying the city no well i do know of a massage therapist she operates out of her house i actually went and visited her last week as well um she's been running it uh she was closed for like three weeks and she's allowed to give massages if they're medically necessary. She's also a doctor of chiropractor. Um, and I think that, that if that works for her, great. I mean, she runs that business out of her house, but she needs to work and she needs to support her three kids. And I completely understand that. I, I don't have any qualms with that. She wears a face mask. She sanitizes her hands. She makes sure that her clients wear face masks and she's doing the best she can to ensure that there is no spread of the virus, checking temperatures and that sort of thing. But she has to be open but, to but, make her But there's no, nobody's, nobody's defying court orders though. They're not doing the same thing. No, no, not yeah. that I, so, no, that one I, I, I just, told you about, that, that was, I'm yeah. Sorry, I, the one so that the I reason told I'm asking that, is, that was shut down, hasn't opened. So I'm asking because I think that there's a lot of small businesses that are struggling right now, and a lot of people are struggling to pay their rent, you know, and uh, I think Shelly Luther is basically a genius. She defied the court. She, it's all, there's video footage of her arrest. There's video footage of her court, uh, of her in court, and she essentially knew that she could become a media figure, and what's her GoFundMe at, Zach? It was a half a million dollars. Yeah, I think that if yeah. if small business owners, and I'm not I'm not condoning this or saying uh, you should do one thing or the other. I, all I'm saying is I think that what she did was um, it was uh, you know thought out. I, she Smart. she definitely yeah. So I, I think that if somebody was to follow in her footsteps at this point, I don't think the consequences would be as large as what somebody else might think they would be would you agree with that that this is right. i'm kind of 
shot in the dark here. Yeah, it's, it's set a precedent, just... right? I mean, it's set the precedent that it's not you're not going to get in as much trouble as everybody thought you'd get in if you did open, right? So if right, you set an right. example that's, that's, for the rest of point. us, and you, yeah, you, you see the governor stepped in. I believe the attorney general stepped in. So yeah. So then, is what everybody's doing now all for naught? I mean, I guess that's the well, bigger just, question. Like, like you said, she set a precedent, and I'm, I'm genuinely kind of surprised that nobody's following suit. I mean, she just made a half a million dollars by refusing to apologize to a judge and just doing whatever that, whatever she wanted. Right. Yeah. I'd, and I'm, I'm just yeah, kind I mean, of surprised nobody else is doing smart. that. Well, yeah, I. Just no, nobody else is doing that, and I guess that uh, it didn't. That it, it wasn't as much of a trend that I thought it would be. Right. Well, and I think people are still scared of the consequences, even though that precedent or precedent is set and the bar is there. There's still people who they they just want to keep their business alive and afloat as long as possible, and they don't want to have those consequences on their record. You know, I mean, she did a lot. She was very brave and very courageous by stepping out and doing that. Even if it was all just a marketing ploy and for publicity, she did something that not a lot of people have the the kutzbah or the balls to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't know if she was doing it as a, a, a straight up marketing ploy necessarily. If, if I was insinuating that, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying, I think that she was she was doing what she probably what her value system and her principles adhered to. And she was doing what right. she thought was right. And in the process, the, the city of, of uh, Dallas, you know, they made a bunch of wrong moves. And then I think that it manifested itself into something that she was able to benefit greatly from. I think she essentially played the, her, her position very well. Well, definitely. And now you see people who don't want the judge to be in office anymore. He's up for reelection this year. If I, read that correctly the article i read so now the other judge or the candidate right. for his spot is getting more support over it over it so politically it's working out well for his opponent also right well thank you for coming on i appreciate you talking to me on such short notice i know i talked to you like 20 minutes before the show and it's it's <laughs> interesting to see what what the, what the business owners in austin are doing yeah, no problem. It's always a pleasure. If your listeners are looking for more information about me and my campaign, they can search Mackenzie Kelly for Austin City Council on Facebook. And my website should be up early this week. So thank you again for having me on. I hope you all have a great day. Of course, you too. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Zach, you know what I got for you, buddy? What do you got for me? Do I want to know? I got two minutes to tell you what I got for you. And you know what that is? It is a rundown of what we're gonna talk about before the show ends. We've got a surprise guest coming on at the very end. And it's a little Mother's Day uh, surprise. And we've got a couple of stories here. There was a man in Austin that was run over by a plane on the runway at the uh, ABIA and he died. There was also an Austin native captured in an attempted coup in Venezuela. San Antonio deemed Chinese, uh, the, Chinese, the term Chinese virus hate speech, hate speech. Armed protesters were arrested in Western Odessa. Uh, 
and a security guard was shot in the head at a dollar store in Flint, Michigan. And Chris Harris announced that that guy, Mike Ramos, the uh, the guy that was shot by the police in East Austin, he was unarmed. Officially, Chris Harris has uh, officially stated that he was unarmed. So we're going to talk about all that stuff when we come back from the break and uh, have a surprise guest on. Oh, yeah. Does this guest know? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Can't wait to uh, see how that one unfolds. <laughs> I'm excited. I hope they don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I, had to, I, had to, I had to give them a heads up so that they knew that there was a, they were going to get a Skype call. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not like I got to make sure that they're near their computer. You know, so they know. That's right. But they don't. They don't know. No, you know. You know. <laughs> So we're talking about all these things and more. You're listening to Come and Talk It. We'll be right back. Peace. This is Maj Touray. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Thirteen seven, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. And now we're back on this Mother's Day, twenty twenty, and to celebrate Mother's Day, we have a special guest. Let me hand it over to Gary Faust. Gary? Yep. All right. So we've got my my own mother, my beautiful mother, who's taken care of me and raised me and turned me into the, uh, you know, ex, uh, exquisite example of what it is to be a young man. Specimen of a I'm a, I'm honestly, I, I, I owe a lot to my mother. So we got her on the show. Mom, how you doing? Are you there? I'm here. Can you see me? Have I screwed up the Skype? Um, <laughs> Mom, I'm going to be honest with you. That's the, uh, that is the single exact thing that you could have said to make yourself sound like a crazy old lady. So, no, you didn't screw it up. You're on the air, and uh, you look beautiful. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Well, wonderful. And I can see I'm in some kind of a delay now, too. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, don't pay attention to the Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah, That's don't be pay delayed attention. a bit. Yeah, that'll throw you off. And not pay attention These to the, the Facebook feed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, mom. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. I know that you watch the show every week, and Indeed. you think you think that me and Zach and Michael are, you know, incredibly coherent, intelligent conversationalists that really brighten up your day and deliver the news in a 
in a fashionable manner. Um, you know, let me ask you this. How, who's the best, who is the best person on this show at delivering the news? Oh, absolutely. My favorite's oldest son, Gary Faust. Let me look at my notes. Yeah. That's a biased opinion. <laughs> I have some additional um, viewers today. I think, uh, I think Aunt Brenda's watching and anticipating my special appearance. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had to tell you because uh, legally, FCC does not allow for us to... Um, call people while we're live on air without giving them a heads up well all right then i'm glad you're hearing to all the uh legalities that's important yeah i no 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 i didn't want to my my the producer the producer did <laughs> that's a first for us all right <laughs> all right this is definitely a first for us so mom what are you doing to celebrate mother's day today today uh my favorite youngest son and I are going to be uh, attending a nice dinner with his girlfriend's family. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will say, though, that you're right. He's definitely your favorite youngest son, but he's not oh, your yeah. favorite son. I am. I hope I made that clear. Yes. <laughs> he's standing okay, well, nearby. I, Mom, I have another, I have one more question for you. Okay. Um, can you please forgive me for getting, for forgetting to buy you a Mother's Day gift? <laughs> Zach, I gotta tell That's you, terrible. I even gave him a little heads up email with a hint, hint suggestion. Yeah. Hint, hint, yeah. it's Mother's Day weekend coming up. <laughs> oh, wow. No, wait, no, this... wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, he didn't get you a Mother's Day gift? No, here, hold on, hold on. I said that uh -huh. as, uh, to be, uh, bombastic. What uh -huh. happened was I bought the Mother's Day gift and it my credit card, it exceeded my credit line and I was sent an email this morning. Hey, will you stop doing that? I'm not I'm not digging a hole, Michael. I'm not digging a hole. No, I'm my, my credit card was maxed out and it, the, the payment was declined. The payment was declined. So I just want to say, Mom, I'm sorry that my payment was declined and that you didn't get a Mother's Day gift. I'm going to purchase it first thing tomorrow morning uh, when my credit credit statement is paid. Okay. Well, is your I'm, mom I'm paying excited. that too. Wait, 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 wait. Although, although I will say, this you're on, mom. You're on a famous radio talk show, so this is a pretty good Mother's Day gift too. This is a pretty good gift. Yes, this is my ah. uh, performance. I was a little anxious working up to the, the big performance here. And I will say I am looking forward to, uh, I'm in Columbus, Ohio today. And I will have, by the time I get back to Nashville, Tennessee, the gifts should be right there waiting for me to open. So it's, you know what? I, I, I think it is going to be waiting right there for me to open. It's going to be so. right there, right when you get back. I probably didn't even need to say anything because you wouldn't have known a difference anyways. So I really shot myself in the foot on this one. Well, remember you, you said Mom. that I tell you all these great things, honesty being one of them, I suppose. I'm talking too much. I think I'm out of time. You guys got to cut to commercial. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. No, Mom, you're doing great. Let me tell you. <laughs> Michael, you're doing Michael's, real good. Michael's loving this. He loves it when I shoot myself well, in the foot and dig a hole and jump oh. in. Well, I have to say, I'm, I'm impressed with Gary's haircut. I thought maybe that was part of the Mother's Day gift, too, was you look nice. <laughs> he cut his hair. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Looking good. I got, 
Hey, uh, I got gentlemen, my, I am, I am. I got uh, my suit dry cleaned and my haircut for the first time in a month. That's not unusual. I think you might be ahead of some other folks. I will say that I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you all in person here someday. Hopefully not too, too long from now. Well, you in know, uh, uh, the, um, I think this school is going to have a commencement ceremony that's like my, when, when I was supposed to walk, I think they're going to do it in like next semester. So that might actually still, there might actually still be a graduation ceremony for me. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. But I want to meet these guys. We're looking forward to it. Okay. Thanks Six for coming away. on the show. Six feet, mom. Oh, right. Okay. Very good. Love you. Uh, Thanks for the special love you, mom. treat. Love you too. Bye, Happy guys. Mother's Day. Thanks. Bye. All right, Zach. So let's let's go to the news. The last couple minutes here. What do you think about? I just told uh, your mom I loved her. Oh, excuse me. Big step. That was a big step. <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> um, not, as much, not as much as I love his mom. Oh my god. <laughs> that that doesn't even make sense. You're gay. <laughs> what? Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> All right. So, what about this guy that was run over at the airport? What do you guys think about this? It's pretty bizarre. I've never heard of this in my life. Michael thinks he's homeless. Why yes, do you think I, that, I, Michael? I definitely think any. You're on the runway where the plane actually lands. You know, I'm. I'm definitely saying this is going to be a homeless situation. You know, how do you get in know. there? There's yeah, eight no one, foot no fences with barbed wire, yeah, razor yeah, no wire. Being in, in that that portion of the the airport there. Yeah, how do you even access that area? I don't know, but I tell you what, we'll never know because I'm sure the body was incinerated. It was totally destroyed. You think he was sucked through a um, through the it engine, was, or you? An airplane hits you. There's nothing left. Do you think that it was, he was run over by the wheel? Nothing will be left. Nothing. Just a trail. Trail of blood. That's it. <clears throat> so no one will know um, what this, you know, and I'm, I guarantee you this is going to be a homeless situation. I mean, uh, hold, hold on a second. Okay, to I got, I've got, I've got a new, a new story update from ABC News. A man okay. was struck and killed. It was by a South, excuse me, a Southwest Airlines plane. He was not an employee. He hopped the perimeter fence to gain access. Um, said in a statement, is conducting a check of the perimeter of the airport property. So this man must have found. Sorry about that. I just had a technical audio issue. Um, it sounds like this guy was. Uh, he could have been homeless. He could have been anybody, but he was not an employee of the airport, and he was purposefully going onto the runway. I don't want to throw my my assumption an assumption around too quickly, but hashtag homeless. He 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 possibly could have been homeless, but it to me, regardless of if he was homeless or not, it sounds to me like a suicide. Yeah, you have to be on the runway. There's grass on both sides, big stretches yeah. of grass. You have to be on the small strip of pavement. So, yeah, um, something weird. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on that story because it definitely is bizarre. I've never heard anything like that in my life. Um, and then, Zach, okay, last thing I want to talk to you about. What What do you think about 
this Project Veritas footage that they released of uh, the whistle, the whistleblower stuff they released about CBS faking their. their... Oh, it was the coronavirus testing line, right? And they yeah. basically CBS uh, didn't even have any line of cars to film. So they wanted to film something. So they asked the employees to actually line their cars up to make it look like there was a busy line. Yeah. And this is it. This is at Cherry. Uh, what was it called? Cherry Medical Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, which is funny because that is exactly uh, not the same, not the same city, but it's the same state that Jason Howland, who was on the show two weeks ago, where he was from and where he was filming hospitals. And, and remember what he was talking about, how they were basically empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that's what and, you got to expect from the media now, right? It's just a load of uh, some words that I can't say on the air, right? <laughs> yeah, I, it's bizarre to me that they found, they found this out. And the way, basically the way it happened real quick before we end the show, the way that it happened was that the uh they found this guy who was a whistleblower and they did an interview with him blurred out his face uh, distorted his voice and then they had somebody else go in with a with a camera uh hidden camera and talk to these people and, and all this stuff was recorded on a hidden camera and the nurse was saying they had us line up they wanted us to look busy and the the administration at the top of the the hospital is the one that's allowed this to happen basically yep that's how it goes so everybody Stay safe out there, and as always, more guns equals less crime. So go out there and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It, Michael, Zach, and Gary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.